Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Alrighty, welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us this week on the podcast, Rob Croyle. Hello. And me, Logan Daly. Just the two of us. Mm-hmm. That's probably also copyrighted, uh, but uh, we're going to use it anyway. There you go. So, yeehaw. Uh, diving right in, because we've got plenty of things to talk about and want to get this done in a abbreviated amount of time, so as to not waste any of our ruach, uh, we're going to jump right in with uh, baby chiasm. That's like Baby Yoda. Chiasm, do, 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 oh, do, do, or do. Baby, yep, Baby Chiasm, do, do, do. Oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> baby Chi, do, 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 do. Perfect. Did I say something about abbreviated? What? Oh, oh we already missed it. We're already hurting. All right. Anyway, uh, Baby Chiasm, in verse 16 and 17 of chapter 2, you were pointing this out to me last week. Tell me about it. Do you remember it? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't even remember. Oh, that's even better. Oh, I was like, oh, that's... I'm glad, glad Logan's talking about that first one because. Uh... Oh, this is a all right. So sixteen and seven. We'll see if we can find it again. Uh, sixteen and seventeen. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, "You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat." For in that day, in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Okay, so uh, it's not chiasm. Not a chi- It's I, not a chiasm. I remember. I remember because you thought it might be a baby chiasm initially. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it, it's a head scratcher for sure. I okay. haven't totally landed on what it means, but and, and maybe Hebrew just does this. But when it says surely eat, it's okay. eat. Eat. Oh. And when it says surely die, it's die, die. Like, you're dead, dead. Dead, dead. Like, big dead. Yeah. Dead, so, dead. So maybe through repetition of words. Oh, okay. And I was trying to figure out there's a prefix on the, there's a prefix on the, on, on the front end of the second word. So die, surely die, eat, surely eat. Um, there's a prefix, and I don't know if that prefix lends to like, uh, like an exclamation point or oh, but yeah. Brent so, Billings, tell us about this exclamation point possibility. Yeah, so, email Rob at missionridge.church. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not chiasm. It's, also, send him your favorite baby chiasm meme. Mm, a baby Yoda meme. That's what I'm hoping. That's, I'm hoping we get a baby chiasm meme. <laughs> oh, oh man, my that's, goodness. That'd be adorable. Nonetheless. All right. Well, that that was an interesting little insight into uh, kind of how we wrestle through this stuff, uh, which could possibly be helpful for some of uh, some of y'all out there listening of that. You know, we're not just we're not just pulling this out of thin air. Sometimes we get it wrong. Well, there is a baby chiasm in verse four. So we could well, talk about that. Let's talk about verse four then. So it says, these are the generations of the heavens and earth when they were created. Okay. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. So you got 
heaven and heaven on the outside. You got earth and earth on uh-huh. towards the middle, and then right at the center you have created and made. And I mentioned that the Genesis one account seems to be different from the Genesis two account. The Genesis two account seems to focus on on uh, what days five, six, and seven, or three, three, four, five. I thought you said. But three, four, six, three, three four, six, six, and seven, three, six. I don't know. Three, Something. six, and seven. Yeah, three, six, and seven. Well, that would require me to pay attention while you're preaching. I know. Oh, zing. Lord help us. So, <laughs> um, or I'm sorry, three, three, five, and six, not seven. God rest it. Okay. Three, five, and six uh, means I have to pay attention when I'm preaching. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody should pay attention. So, you know created the the word here bara bara has the sense of of creating something out of nothing it's typically reserved for god okay but in making things you make things with things like you use ingredients and sure and in genesis 2 god uses dirt to make man in genesis 1 the sense is that god spoke and man was created through that and so are they Mutually ex- exclusive uh, doesn't seem to be, and I think this verse four seems to be like a, the glue between the two accounts. Yeah, that's okay. just kind of this explanation of why we have two seemingly disparate accounts. All right, I dig it. I dig it. Baby chiasm for the win. Do 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 do. I'm sure that's copyrighted or i no there's no please tell me that's not that can't be it probably is <laughs> oh lord help us all <laughs> all right well let's talk about my favorite part of genesis 2 and by favorite part i mean most confusing obnoxious part mm. of genesis 2 the part we didn't even read the part we didn't even read uh but we read it in care group because we didn't specify to skip that section in care group. Did that raise questions? Oh, I completely got us derailed on it. Because that was my, like, that's my problem child yeah. in this. Oh, good. Uh, Genesis 2, it jumps in there in verse 10. A river flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and there it divided and became four rivers. And thus begins my issue. Okay, so we've got uh, we got this river that mm-hmm. splits into four rivers. <clears throat> now, in the description of the first river, the name of the first river is the Pashan and is the one that flowed about the whole land of Havilah. I'm butchering these probably. Where there is gold, got that right. Sound like Yukon Cornelius, gold, uh, and the gold in that land is good. Delium and onyx stone. Bonus points for me. I can say delium. Not uh, getting psyched out by the silent B at the beginning of it. Uh, the name of the second wrong. river, huh? I always spell that wrong. <laughs> it, you know, little did I know that delium starts with B. It's for the letter B. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the second river is the Gihon. Uh, it is the one that flowed around the whole land of Cush. Now, if I remember correctly, uh, I heard Marty talk about this a little bit, and I, I you'd have to go double check me, but I think in the Hebrew, flowed all around the land of Cush. Like it's implied that it flows in a circle. Like, it's just lazy river style flowing in a circle around the cook. And how, but... 
this, and if and, this isn't like triggering every like what and geographically none of these rivers well the Tigris and the Euphrates which we're about to get to because the third river uh the name of the third river is the Tigris which flows east of Assyria and the fourth river is the Euphrates all right so those two I can find on a map the Tigris and the Euphrates now are those still the, are those the same rivers that they're talking about maybe I don't know. Uh, interesting things to point out from this. Uh, the first river gets this big description, a daddy description, if you will. Hmm. And then the the next the next river gets a, a a mommy description, if you will, slightly less. And then the Tigris gets a little bit less, maybe an older brother. And then the Euphrates is like the stepchild that nobody likes. And it just gets thrown in there like, oh, yeah, and that's and that's the that's Cinderella. Right there. Like no description that no, no, no clues, nothing else. Just and that's Cinderella. Now, we had some interesting discussion in care group about this. Uh, Possibilities that were thrown out were, well, maybe everyone knew that the Euphrates were they all knew about it because they were familiar with it. Uh, maybe when the they were talking about it, they pointed to it because they were right next to it. These are all possibilities, I suppose. Unlikely, but uh, possible. Who knows? Uh, the point to be pulled from this, though, I think for me, is that it is confusing. There aren't really many good answers that I've come across. And if anybody comes across a better answer as to the significance of telling us about these four rivers, I want to hear about it. So... That is the story of the four rivers. You got anything else you want to add on that, Rob? I've heard some teaching on this. Okay. Uh, and it could come up later. It could come up later. Could come up later. Oh, that's intriguing. Now I'm intrigued. I might have to pay attention. And it's, uh, there's, there's not a lot of concrete to it. Uh, and didn't really add much to what we were focused on this Sunday, so we we left so you it pulled out. it out. That was good because there was there was a lot to read <laughs> without it. So without throwing in some head scratching, huh? Rivers flowing in circles. Mm. Anyway, there you go. Good stuff. So if you find good theories, hit me up, Logan at missionridge church. Uh, I want to hear about them. Next thing on the docket. Next thing on the docket is something that Brandon, Brandon Steele, brought up to you this yeah. last week, I believe. And you mentioned it in the sermon, but we wanted to talk about it a little bit more. And this was a concept that humans are the only creatures that make tools to make other tools. And then in care group last night, we took it a little further to make other tools to destroy what we created. Oh yeah, that's uh huh. Yeah, we we do know animals, there are animals that will actually monkeys uh, take a stick, use it to finance. They'll use sure. it as a tool. Yep. They're using tools. But but crows that, will use tools? But I think, you know, the the well, I, I've always like recreation. Mm. Recreation like like when we are out hiking the wilderness, uh, we are in some way, maybe in the way we do that, uh, we are 
bringing about the feeling it, it is good <laughs> for creation. I mean, there's, mm. I, you know, there's something about, you know, like we are creative, we are creative beings. Uh, we don't always like what other people create. You know, we have opinions? our particular tastes what? in music. We have opinions? Opinions about huh. about the way people... Learn something way, every day. The way people dress. I saw I saw a tweet the other day that where someone was, was dogging on, on Gibbs from a uh, television show. Oh, uh, NCIS. NCIS, yeah. Okay. And, and they're like... And this this was like, this is someone that I typically respect a lot of what they say, but they're they're like totally dogging on the way Gibbs was wears his hair, and I'm I'm like, you got too much time on your hands, lady. What? Wait, should, <laughs> about how a character on a TV show? Well, yeah, and I think it's just a way of calling out all the dudes that choose to wear their hair that way. Oh. You know, which to me is like... Doesn't he just have a military high and tight? Yeah. But she didn't like... The very top is long Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, and so it's kind of a... A little shaggy high and tight. Uh, shaggy high and tight or something. Oh, man. But... Um, just letting himself go. <laughs> you know, and it's just... Loud. I, you know, I really try not to worry about how other people choose to express themselves through the wear, the way they wear their beard or their hair or their clothes or what colors they choose. I mean... I feel violently attacked in all of those phrases. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't actually, but that was funny. But no, I mean, we... Beard, hair, clothes. <laughs> Sitting well, here with rips in my jeans. Well, I just... I remember <laughs> going to Africa and the people in Tanzania wear these bright colors and they're dressed to the night. Like they're wearing a dress shirt and slacks and dress shoes and they're living in mud huts. Okay. And logical. The most common color that I had at the time was gray. Okay. Followed by khaki brown. Like I was going very, very colorless colors. Okay. Maybe non-colors. Okay. Things lacking color. Mm. You know, it's just in that the way I express myself and the way they express themselves through their mm. clothing, and I'm a man, bright and vibrant colors, oh, sure. and so at any rate, uh, I just there's something about the way we choose to express ourselves through creation, through the making of tools. You know, Brandon is so much fun when he comes, and he's got a brand new tool that he made. He gets giddy by hand. Oh, it's excited. He, he brought is, you know to family dinner. He showed up with a, a steak. Uh, it's a steak turner. Yes, like a it's a meat hook, literally, uh, but for cooking your steaks. And it was very pretty. Yeah, uh, and and a bottle opener that you put a twist in. And I was like, I was drooling over that. That was that was really cool. About once a month, he shows up with something else he created. Yep, and oftentimes they are tools. They're usually something that, like, it's a bottle opener or something that's going to do something. Door, door knocker. knocker. Yeah. Fire tongs, like, something. Yeah. A knife. Yeah. And he's created a tool using other tools. Yeah. And so he probably go. doesn't think of himself as an artist, but he is. Oh, definitely. Brandon, if you don't think of yourself as an artist, you do now. Start thinking. 
This is the way. Brandon <laughs> Artist Steele. It has been said. It's your middle name. It has been spoken. This is the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, creating tools, create tools, great tools. I'm just this, this process of creation and, and being involved in creation, I think, is one of the big ways that we bear the image of God. For sure. And I think we're going to, a little little teaser here, we're going to see that play out a little bit in how we look at Genesis 3 this week. Mm. A little bit yeah. is we're gonna we're gonna tie back to this being created in the image and what that means and what that doesn't mean. Right. So right. Maybe maybe if you're reading Genesis three before Sunday, when this drops on Wednesday or whenever you're listening to it, uh, maybe read read ahead in Genesis three with with that lens on and see what you come up with. It'd be good stuff. Cool. Uh, next thought that we had randomly through the week. Uh, and this was a fun one. This was a real fun one. So God makes man from the dirt. Mm-hmm. Insert Gunger song. Uh, you make beautiful things out of the dust. If if you've been at Mission Ridge and you've heard us singing that song a couple of weeks ago for the last couple of weeks and you didn't catch that reference, you're welcome. You now get that reference. Hmm. <laughs> it, it's a little on the nose that we picked that song. <laughs> But uh, nonetheless, good stuff. So God makes man out of the dirt and then breathes life into him. Now, you brought up this point, which was fascinating. Uh, When you breathe life into something, you're putting your breath, you're putting your breath into them. You're putting oxygen into them. Oxygen, yep. So with with the ruach, yeah. When we... uh, when we take breaths, insert police, every breath you take, mm. every breath I take, or however that song, every breath you take. Oh, yeah, it's you take. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, when we take a breath, the oxygen goes where? I'm no anatomy and physiology expert, but the oxygen goes into your lungs, and then from there, it is absorbed by, I believe, capillaries? Mm. I think it might be capillaries. You know more than I do. <laughs> uh, I'm. I, this is coming. At, this is coming from a wellspring of biology info that I suppressed from seventh grade. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think it's capillaries, uh, something like that. But it's soaked up through your lungs into your bloodstream, and so the blood is carrying the oxygen throughout your body, takes it to the muscles, uh, the arteries take it to the muscles, and the veins bring it back. I remember that for sure. Because veins bring it back. Say like Transylvania. Uh, but the oxygen is carried about through your body, through the blood. Right. And then you made the connection that blood is considered sacred. Right. We're going to see in Genesis 9. Yep. It says, every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. And as I give you the green plants... I give you everything, but you shall not eat flesh with its life, that is, its blood. Yep. And from your lifeblood, I will require a reckoning from every beast I require it, and from man, from his fellow man, and I will require a reckoning for the life of man. Yeah, we know that uh, in Leviticus, there's a huge conversation about Blood and and what happens? I mean, sixty five times blood is mentioned in Leviticus. I mean, there's 
it's a big conversation. Well, and we talked about this already, how this applies to the Gentiles uh, when back when we were talking through the book of Acts. Right. Um, and it's in Acts chapter 15, uh, the Jerusalem Council. Mm-hmm. Right. They go and they're like, what do we do with these Gentiles that are converting? Like, what do they have to become Jewish? Do they, what, you know, what do they do? Uh, and there we go. Uh, 15 verse uh, 19. We'll start there. Therefore, my judgment is that we should not trouble those of the Gentiles who turn to God, but should write to them to abstain from the things polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, and from what has been strangled, and from blood. Mm. So they give them these, the the no idols. Mm. And then what's been, what's been strangled? What's right? been strangled? What's been strangled? What's been cut off? You know, you cut off the ability to breathe. Yep. And oh. the blood. Oh. And those are kind of tied together. Yeah. In how you're how you're slaughtering your meat. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Interesting thought. Just I thought that was you you hit me with that and I was like, you know what? That's kind of fun. I don't yeah. know if that changes if that's a groundbreaking, like my life will never be the same again. Um but it definitely does give me some pause for thought. Good yeah. stuff. And then, you know, back to Sting and Every Breath You Take. I mean, if Sting's not singing that, isn't that the creepiest song ever? Um, every breath you take, every move you make, I'll be every bond you break, you. every step you'll take, I'll be watching you. Ooh. <laughs> I always feel like somebody's watching me. Oh, that's the companion song. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shoot. Man, we have quoted so many songs today. Nobody knew that they were going to sign up for a musical on Footnotes today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, man. We got Baby Shark. Oh, we that's, got... That's... Uh... Oh, man. <laughs> Viewership drops. <laughs> Viewership drops. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let's finish up with this tasty tidbit. Second Samuel and Side. Yes, so I've heard different versions of what what this you know the rib, the side, you know, thing pulled out of Adam. What that means? A round, a chunk of flesh, a chunk. Yeah, Mm, and delicious. And so I was looking at the word, and it's used forty-one times in the scriptures. Once in Genesis. Okay. Uh, That'd be the first mention. That's the first mention. For those of us that pay attention to that. And then it's mostly used to talk about the sides of the altar and the temple and the tabernacle when uh, when Moses is being given the template for how to build the tab- tabernacle and the altar. But then later, I believe in Second Kings, when they're talking about the building of the of the temple, Solomon's temple, and it mm-hmm. talks about the sides of the temple, and so. There's this connection between um, this this space where you worship and what God pulled out of Adam to create Eve. Like there's this spiritual connection somehow. Mm. And you can listen to the sermon for more on that. But in Second Samuel 16, David is fleeing Jerusalem, okay, because. Absalom is 
made himself king and uh, has gone into Jerusalem. And so had himself a little bit of a coup. A little bit of a coup. And um, and this this man called Shemai 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 called Shemai Shemai. Uh, he was of the house of Saul and the son of Gera, and he came and cursed continually and threw stones at David and at all the servants of the king of David and the people and all the mighty men who were on the right hand and his left and. Shemai said to David, get out, get out, you man of bloodshed, you worthless man. Mm. The Lord has avenged on you all the blood of the house of Saul, in whose place you have reigned. And the Lord has given the kingdom into the hand of your son Absalom. See, your evil is on you, for you are a man of blood. And one of David's men says, well, should I take off this man's head? And David said, no, if the Lord is telling this man to curse me, then... Who am I to tell him to stop? Mm. And verse 13, it says, And so David and his men went on the road where Shammai went along on the hillside opposite him and cursed as he went and threw stones at him and flung dust. Well, Shammai is, is going along the side of the hillside, and it's the same word. Interesting. Now, there's other words they could have used, probably. There, there, yeah, yeah, side. There's, yeah, side. There, there's other words that get translated into that. Yes. Yep, side is throughout, you know, throughout the scriptures. This out. sounds intentional. It sounds intentional, and, and David sees this guy as, as a, as a Konegko, as someone who's opposing him, and, um, this is someone that God has provided to help David probably realize something. Yes. In a time when David is in need. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. And using this word that's only used 41 times throughout the scriptures. Yep. You know, and, and back to the principle of first mention. Yeah, it's just, it's a callback. It's a callback to Genesis 2. And it's a callback, I think, even to the tabernacle and, and that place where when you when you go to worship the Lord, oftentimes it's in those moments where, well, well for me, in my worship the Lord, I can't forget things that are contrary in my life that, that I need to address. Mm. Like if I'm really gonna be, if I'm really worshiping God, I I'm reminded of of the things that need to change in me. Sure. The things that need to change in me, but as a father, as a as a son, as a friend, as a husband, and uh, and so this man was that to David. That's cool. Yeah. So that was just, that was an interesting find. That was. Uh, you didn't communicate how giddy with excitement <laughs> you were. <clears throat> so I'm going to paint a picture for everybody of Rob last week on, I, I think it was Monday, Monday or Tuesday. We were sitting in the conference room and we were going over this stuff and Rob is pulling up the uh, the times that this word is what was the Hebrew word? 
it was for side this like i forget but he's pulling up the the hebrew word there on blue letter bible and he's gazing upon it Silah. let's say that one more time Silah. Silah. so he's pulling up this word and and going down the list and looking at all the times that it's mentioned all the times that it's mentioned and it's you know as he said 41 times he's scrolling down and then he gets to these couple of mentions in second samuel and i swear he was bouncing out of his chair well we've been reading you've been read we've been reading second samuel yeah so we've been reading second samuel 14 13 14 and 15 and and this week we're into 16 17 and 18 uh-huh and so i knew what the story was yep I knew what the story was, and I'm and I'm looking through, and it's it's okay Genesis. All right, so it's uh, it's in Genesis twice, um, and then Exodus, 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 Exodus. Okay, get that. Okay, yep. Still more Exodus. Lots of Exodus. A lot of Exodus. Second Samuel six. First Kings. Second Samuel what? <laughs> record scratch because <laughs> literally every other reference is is the temple yep <laughs> or, and then he the just starts he looks this one up he confirms it and he starts bouncing up and down <laughs> he was a giddy little school I mean, child it's and there's a and there's a chiasm in that. I mean, Second Samuel sixteen. There's a. There's why a, wouldn't there be? There's a chiasm in there. Yeehaw. Yeah. That, I mean, what? Let's just cherry on top uh-huh. right there. Yeah. He, he's getting a little excited right now. He's holding. <laughs> he's containing himself well, but like he's he's got that glint in his eye. He's like, ooh, this is tasty. Uh, you know, it's just like <laughs> it's kind of like you know biting into a cake, and and you're like, oh, chocolate cake. Sure. You know. Frosting's fantastic. You know, it's got a nice, nice, you know, center Some piece sort of center there. Layer, yeah. yeah. All right. And then you take the next bite, and there's just this hint of cherry. I just like, oh. And you're like, oh, I didn't know you were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you could put that in there. Oh, my goodness. Rob needs some cake. And, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, when our friend Glenn bakes up cake. Oh. I mean, you know, Glenn. Glenn likes to. He he lives in an RV. Yep. But he produces food that you would not expect to come from an RV kitchen. No, the man's got skill. He's got hmm. skill, and uh, so you I, know this. This I I think maybe maybe a takeaway point from this is I don't know if you would have noticed if you hadn't have been reading, like if we hadn't have been reading through Second Samuel. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. You probably would have been like, okay, it's in Second Samuel. Yeah. Not being familiar with the story. Right. You know, and not, you know, making those connections there. So, I, once again, just the importance of, of getting into the text there. Which Absolutely. Is, that, that reminds me of a fun little, this is completely off topic, but... Uh, my friend Megan texted me this morning, and uh, she pointed out 
this so she's relatively relatively new she would call herself a noob Newbie. Uh, at bible reading but she That's pointed fun. out she's doing this uh, bible reading plan uh, that gets you through the whole bible in a year reading it in the chronological order hmm. and she finds it interesting that esau married an ishmaelite now esau the brother whose blessing and birthright was taken married yep. the daughter of ishmael the actual uh, firstborn of abraham who didn't have any sort of birthright in the first place huh. Uh, which I had not thought of. I thought this was exceedingly tasty. Tasty. And it got us into this discussion that sometimes when you're reading through the Bible, um, sometimes we can get bogged down in pulling out the chiasms and Mm. all of these uh, little details here, looking for a baby chiasm, do-do-do-do-do-do, or uh, (laughs) pulling out these, doing word study and all that stuff. And sometimes we kind of miss the forest because of the trees. Mm -hmm. Um. And sometimes when you're when you're just a new fresh reader to the Bible, uh, you can pull out things that the rest of us might just kind of overlook because we've gotten too bogged down in in the nitty gritty. Hmm. Um, yep. And so just let that be a let that be a little bit of an encouragement that uh, if this is new to you, hmm. um, and you're you're diving in and you're digging in. It might seem a little overwhelming. Uh, we throw out, you know, chiasm and and first mention and the Hebrew and all of this stuff. It, it, it can be very daunting at first. I remember when I was starting to get into this stuff that uh, I felt like, well, shoot, I just don't know anything. and I'm never going to know enough. Well, right. Let it be an encouragement that uh, even if you even if you are kind of new to that, that you can uh you still you can still come up with really good stuff that the rest of us might oftentimes miss. Yep. Um, and God can still work through that for you. So Absolutely. Uh, been a great episode here. Glad to have you join us, and we will see you next week on another episode of Footnotes. Peace. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge Podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes. Let's get ready to footnote. Oh, wait. All of that is copyrighted and can never be used.